Hello and welcome to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I am joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In season 2, episode 21, Renaissance Woman, the holograms and their friends attend a renaissance fair at a castle in England. The false lord-to-be who owns the castle and a Robin Hood-like outlaw trying to oust him both fall in love with dance. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, Synergy! Episode 47, uh, coming to a close of Season 2. Well, at least a few episodes away, but we're getting there. Is written by David Wise. David would be wise, sir, not to write any more episodes. He's not, no. Dear David Wise, I'm sure that you had a long and illustrious career, but what were you doing? What was happening in your life when you wrote this? That's what I want to know. Yeah. 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 It, it, it started weird and it never got unweird. We open with Gem and the Holograms on stage at a Renaissance Fair concert in England. A young and soon-to-be Lord Reginald of Carfax Castle and Carfax County announces his 21st birthday and introduces the holograms. And at the top of the episode, we get a music video from Jim and the holograms, of course, called Love's Not Easy. What did you think of the song in the video? Love isn't easy. I mean, that's true. It's really not. Um, actually... This song is fine. I this is one of my songs. I'm like, yeah, I like it all right, um, but it is super repetitive. Like, just uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is this a repeat? Has, have we heard this one before? Or, I don't believe so. Okay, because I watched. It seems like it should be a repeat because you're just like this right. is just. This is some Jim song where she keeps repeating herself. Yeah. Is this is this the song where Jim says love's not easy and then the rest of the holograms also echo that line as well? Repeat it? Yes. Over and over? Yes. Right. Okay. Love's not easy. That one. Yeah, it's a bit of a ballad. Um, I like it. I like we get dance, uh, which is nice, but you can tell where they were like, let's not spend the money on animating this thing because it's like dance dances off of the screen entirely and it's just like a set well, and... yeah, yeah she's like it, the stage in this thing is weird because the backdrop of one half of the stage is this really odd sort of like we're in the forest but it's way off to the left of everybody else and why is the stage so large I mean the, the entire opening of this episode doesn't make a ton of sense because they're like yeah, we're at a renaissance fair at a real English castle do they do that? I don't know. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe that's the greatest place to have a Renaissance Fair. Why would you invite Gem and the Holograms to be the yeah. entertainment at your Ren Fair? Yeah. And the guy, Reggie, who owns the castle or whatever, he's going to be the next door Carfax, he didn't even know or he was he forgot they were there. So it, was, it wasn't even one of those situations where they're like, my granddaughter listens to your music and she made me listen to the music. Now nah, I love it. Like that guy on the boat. I don't know what any of this is about. And also, how did he become enamored with dance? He was literally like six miles away, really <laughs> high up. How does he even know what she looks like? Maybe her actual dancing did it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Can we talk about how, uh, I would really like to get this out of the way, but the beginning of this episode sets the tone for how 
completely bonkers this is. Like, yeah. none of this makes sense. Like, I yeah. had so many questions. Like, do these people, like, do the people working here at this fair think that they're really living in medieval times? Because it seems like it's not a show. They're not actors. So I don't, were you confused? Okay, well, okay. So, so I know Arizona Renaissance Festival. I can't speak to any other Renaissance festivals. I have not been to any others. So, you know, take this with whatever size grain of salt you wish, but they are, um, at least at the Arizona fair, required to act as though they are in the period. And it's, it's not even like, um, it's not even like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think. And then I'm going to Universal Studios Hollywood where there's like, here's your muggle money. And, but, but they talk. Wow, uh, muggle money. Here's your, yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Um, anyway, you know, but they call you me lord and my lady at the Renaissance Festival, like when you buy a thing. And it's, I, they're supposed to act in period anytime someone who is attending the fair might be able to see them um so even if they're they're almost backstage but not quite backstage or like off of the fairgrounds they're required to pretend to be immersed in that environment or whatever i'm not speaking well but right so so that is that is a thing that is plausible to me what is not plausible to me is again based on my experience going to a renaissance festival and hearing a rock band playing guitars like i go to the renaissance festival and we have tartanic and they are amazing but it's bagpipes and drums and right the uh, whole point is that you're you're so, you're supposed to be immersed when you go to the renaissance fair you're supposed to be immersed in the time period that they're trying to recreate and so all of the entertainment at every Renaissance fair that I have ever been to in life has always been entertainment that is period appropriate. So, you know, there might be, you know, a, a group of musicians playing or whatever, but they're playing on instruments from the time period. Uh, there might be people singing, but they're singing songs from the time period. I don't get this whole weird gem the holograms at our Renaissance festival thing, but I, I think more to your point, Alex, there, there is supposed to be, as Aline said, this, you know, we're, we're immersing you. And so we're staying in character and whatever, but you're right. Like as this episode goes on, it does seem like they, for some bizarre reason, these people act as if they can't, like there's, there's no local cops. Like mm -hmm. literally these guards who are dressed in this like garb from what I guess is chain supposed mail. to be period chain mail and whatnot are like, give us your money. And they have, swords that they're pointing at you and i'm like okay but does the county sheriff know this is going on what is happening yeah that's weird maybe they all had concussions and like or or it was some kind of weird um like science fictiony event where aliens set a a thing a bomb a memory bomb to go off and they thought that they belonged to the period where they were like and they looked around and they were like oh like we must be renaissance people because like we're dressed like them and we have no computers right now i don't know it was very very bizarre the robin hood thing very bizarre it's just weird weird episode yes to all of that and this episode is dumb 
I really wanted you to get that out of your system. But going back, sort of looping back to the uh, to the video and to the song, the song I thought was okay. And actually, I'll just uh, go ahead and say right now that I personally feel that the three songs that are in this terrible episode do somewhat save it, at least, you know, I, I get a, I'll give it an extra half star for the quality of the songs because they're not they're not terrible they're not songs. I mean, had this episode consistently put out terrible music with the terrible episode, then I would have been really really disappointed and sad. But that that clearly is not the case here. Uh and it, it sounds like the two of you didn't have a problem with the song either. Mm-mm. And what did you think of the video? I mean, it's not entirely spectacular and I guess it fits the, the theme of the episode but that's about all i have uh to add to that yeah it's not it's not a bad video at all all right well let's move on during the music video you can see lord reginald is quickly becoming enchanted by dance reginald asks broadbent by the way who what kind of a name is broadbent anyway who is she and insists he must meet her and we Get to see somebody named Jolly Jack. (laughs) And Jolly Jack decides to uh, relieve the scoundrels of their booty. Okay. Now, look. (laughs) There's... I don't... What is... Yeah, where do you begin? Where do you begin with this? Because, yeah, you're just... And and I, it was funny because like the reason why I had no comment where the guy's like I must meet Dance is because this is pretty much everybody always gets obsessed with somebody. It's Dance's turn. Mm-hmm. Dance doesn't get that many turns to be obsessed with. Um, but then yeah, so this Jolly Jack business. What what is even happening? What is going on? Why are these things allowed to exist? This, these are my questions. Yeah, it, it's it's. I just keep. Well, I think this episode's weird. gonna. It's going to. As this episode goes along with the whole Robin Hood theme, I think this is going to just ask more questions than give answers. But, uh, it's, uh, Aline, did you have something to add? It's just this episode is bizarre. Like, <laughs> like why blah, blah, blah. I, I do not know this episode is weird. You know? Yeah. At the fair, the holograms are surprised to see a band of merry men who end up robbing some of the castle guards. One of them looks exactly like Robin Hood. Kimber questions if they're acting or not. See, even Kimber's not sure what the hell is going on here. The holograms chase after the thieves, but they instead find the guards tied up. Wait a minute. Can we just talk about the fact that the holograms are like, we have to chase after the thieves and help these guys. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. are you law enforcement like ladies? You know, I get it. It's all about girl power. But even the most powerful of girls does not need to necessarily get involved with chasing criminals without being asked. Like, nope. Uh, I agree. (laughs) And she goes, she goes way, this is just like the tip of the iceberg as far as, you know, taking the law into your own hands. But we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. uh, I have, I have a note about vigilante justice. Like why, why, why are Jim and the holograms partaking in vigilante justice? 
I don't know. Because the episode is weird. They don't trust because the they popo. Can. That's why. Over and over and over. It is they don't trust that popo. They right. don't trust him. Later in the evening, the holograms bump into Robin, who's handing out sacks of money to some poor people. Gee, where have we seen that before? Robin takes a liking to dance and introduces himself and asks her to look for him the following day at the archery contest. Um, the next... Yeah. Okay. What is happening? Can somebody explain to me what the hay is going on? Because I do not understand what the hay is going on. Like this guy, first of all, like they saw him beat up these two guards. And then later on, he's just like, here, have these sacks of money. And I'm like, do we know that all that sack of money belongs to these two dudes, these two random dudes who are standing here? And then... The other thing I was like, somebody has watched too many, has watched Disney's Robin Hood, the one with the foxes and the bears, has watched that too many times. Somebody needs to stop stealing plots from Disney's Robin Hood, please. Yeah, agreed. The next day at the archery contest, the holograms prepared to participate. Meanwhile, we see Lord Reginald, who is warned that Robin Hood will not resist making an appearance. The winner of the contest will win a whopping 5,000 pounds. That's a lot of pounds, yo. And in today's money, that's something like $10,000. I want that. I could, mm. I could deal with that, yeah. Well, it'd be more than $10,000 with inflation. Well, I don't know about true. the U.S. exchange that's rate, true. but I know in Canada, like it's it, it, you basically double, it, double that, so it'll be $10,000. Isn't that what I just said? Yeah, well, I mean, you said in today's money, it'd be like $10,000, but it would be more with interest with interest it's like 25 30 years ago inflation oh got it got it got it got it oh sorry not interest inflation that's that's the word i was looking for no, that was my fault dance takes off into the woods to warn robin of the dangers of the tournament since it's a trap it's a trap okay so first of all you gotta go back because i'm like number one how does she actually know it's a trap because i don't she wasn't around when that dude and that broadband guy were talking about how it was going to be a trap. I don't even know how she heard that. Second of all, I have to point out here one of the funniest things in this episode, which is how when she's like, oh my gosh, this whole tournament is a trap. I've got to warn Robin. And Kimber's like, he's a thief dance. Will you get over it? And I'm like, thank you, Kimber. Thank you. And like Kimber is the only one in this episode that makes any kind of sense. And I'm like, that's not Which is rare. Right, it's rare. rare. <laughs> it's like when Kimber is saying to you, what is wrong with you? Get this man out of your head. You got a problem. And I had to agree with Kimber at that point, because even though like we know, oh, he's Robin Hood, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He has still not, you know, shown any kind of anything except for he gave some people some money. But do we know that they deserve that money? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's- Agreed. Kimber's the voice of reason here, I think. Which is just so weird. I mean, go Kimber, but whoa. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised to, to hear that coming from her. I mean, she is the youngest and she has been prone to the most juvenile of behavior and outbursts oh, that's a really in comparison good to the rest. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Robin tells Dance that he realizes the contest is a trap. He has no choice but to let himself be captured so he can get into the castle. At midnight, Reggie will ascend to lordship. Reggie's tyranny will be absolute, in Robin's parlance, if someone doesn't stop him. 
Um, Somewhere inside the castle, apparently, is evidence that Reggie is not the rightful heir. Um, you know, I just want to insert an aside here that I cannot take anyone seriously with the name Reggie. <laughs> You're going to become Lord? You're going to become Lord? Reginald. Reginald. Well, He should use Reginald. It sounds more royal. Yeah, but he's kind he's of terrible. royalty. Well, but I mean, he, he's of royal lineage if he's going to be a lord. But here's the thing. Okay. Because we, we've mentioned this a little bit in our pre-conversation about this episode. But once again, we have people acting as if this is actually the Renaissance. Like, yeah. Because, okay, I don't know a lot about the peerage of the United Kingdom. I don't know a lot about what the lords and the dukes and the counts and the viscounts and whoever get up to these days. But what I do know is that they don't have that kind of power anymore. That's kind of the point that, you know, the UK does have a representative government. And while the lords are part of that government in, in some way or fashion, that doesn't necessarily mean that they can go around doing what they want and like taking 90% of people's money and da da da. Cause there are laws, there are laws. And so I just, I have a hard time even getting on board with the silliness of this episode because I'm like, he can't do that much. He's just some dude. Because most, most of the people who are like, oh, I'm the Lord of such and so, I'm the Count of this and the Count of whatever, they don't even own their fancy ancestral houses anymore. They're owned by the British government because they cost too much to upkeep and they also don't have gold in their basements. Just Great. saying. Yeah. This episode makes no sense. I think... All of these people are a cult. Me? <laughs> oh my Me? God, that explains it. Oh God. We're done. We don't even need to finish. Let's not even finish the rest of this okay. episode. This will never air. Bye, everybody. <laughs> it was lovely being with you for this yeah. terrible, terrible episode. Yeah. The archery contest begins and Robin is clearly identified by Reggie after an impressive show of archery that destroys the competition. Robin is arrested by the guards. After Robin is taken away, Dance receives an invitation to join Reggie for a private dinner. Ew. But she refuses until Robin is released from custody. And once again, people are saying to her, what is wrong with you? And she's like, no, uh, Robin is a hero and Reggie is a thief. And Rio, and uh, good Lord, why is Rio here? But even Rio right. is like, but we really have no proof of that. Like every, literally everybody is making sense but Dance. Yeah, Rio was actually being level-headed right? for once. How bizarre is that? I guess they're so used to him not making sense that it's just like, well, whatever. Jim and Rio both tell Dance that she has got to get Robin out of her head. After all, there's no proof that Reggie is not the rightful heir to Carfax Castle. Dance, Jim, Kimber, and Rio witness castle guards extorting local citizens by demanding that 90% of the profits on any goods sold within the castle grounds go to Reggie. Because everyone in Carfax County is employed by Reggie, they have to comply with Reggie's demands. Jem decides to use Synergy to change into a Robin Hood costume and what? go full vigilante and take happening? Robin's place what? until he's absolved of all wrongdoing. <laughs> what? First of all, this is sending a terrible message. This is right. not a good... Like the girl power thing, that was like a thousand miles behind us at this point. Like this is just so far above and beyond what you should be doing. 
This is true. And also, I... Once again, I don't buy this explanation where they're like, well, he employs everybody in the county and what we have to do is say, and I'm like, there are laws like, yes, this county, but you know where this county is in the United Kingdom that you can go to the, the government and say, yo, do you realize what's going on over here? Like literally what he's doing is illegal and there's no amount of anything that is going to just discount the fact that what he's doing is like just illegal. There are laws. You just, yeah. Ah, this yeah. episode makes no sense. Well, it is time for another music video uh, by Gem and the Holograms uh, called "To the Rescue." What do you think of the song and the video? It was fine. It's <laughs> a ringing endorsement. Well, I, I was, I, I just remember sitting there trying to figure out what the heck was going on wondering when the misfits were going to show up because you know the misfits almost always show up and completely baffled at everything and i i even watched this episode twice and i was just like i have no idea what's going on here i just i'm just so confused yeah the, okay i'm not gonna talk about the video because first i'm gonna talk about the song so, as I have mentioned many times before, but not really recently, I created MP3s out of all the songs off of the Gem DVDs when I first got the set, and I listened to them just independently. I don't watch rewatch this particular episode often because I remember not liking it that much, and so I just don't. But I listen to all the songs all the time. I had forgotten that this song went with this episode. As a matter of fact, when I think about this song, I'm always like, were they like policemen in that episode or firemen? I think I, for some reason, I thought it had something to do with being a fireman. <laughs> so I have listened to this song many times and actually enjoyed it. I think it's actually a fine song and it's not as repetitive. I mean, they do say to the rescue a lot, but they don't say it as repetitively and as annoyingly as in some of their more repetitive songs. And I like like the general gist of it. Like we're coming to get you. We hear a cry. We're gonna be like, we're gonna get you. This video, <laughs> mm. <laughs> what they're doing? They're running, running around, around. Being, being Robin Hood, and I'm like, why did Jim even need to change her clothes for this? Because nobody right. else changed their clothes. Uh, <laughs> this like, video, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. None of it makes Jim sense. Jim has to be on point at all times. Well, you got to get into the mood. Yeah. Right. And why not do it in medieval fashion style? Right. After the video, we see the hologram surrounded by very thankful citizens as they're handed the money that was taken. After the video, we see the hologram surrounded by very thankful citizens as they're handed the money that was taken from them in the first place. Jem tells Dance to accept Reggie's dinner date so that she can keep him busy while the rest of the holograms search the castle for evidence that will prove Reggie is not the rightful heir to the castle. Can we talk about how Dance doesn't understand how adventure works? Because when Jem says this, when Jem is like, you need to accept that invitation, Dance is like, oh, I will never. And I'm like, Dance, this is part. How do you not know that this is what you do? 
you like the girl who's been invited to the dinner with the evil guy you're supposed to go in there and distract him and ex extract information while your friends go sneaking around how do you not know this like how long have you been on this show for you not to know this this is all straight out of a storybook didn't you watch that disney cartoon with the foxes because i i don't think that this exactly was part of the plot but i feel like if you have watched any kind of media about people doing sneaky things you know that that is part of the job Dance is a damn mess. That's what. I, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. As is the episode, but uh, let's uh, let's just see how this train wreck unfolds. The holograms split up to cover more ground as they search for the dungeon, which is where Robin is being held captive. Rio, Kimber, and Shayna head one way, and Jim, Aja, and Rhea head another way. Unfortunately for them, they're discovered by the castle guards and are chased. Rio, Shayna, and Kimber find Robin and try to break him out, but a nail is not going to work to pick the lock. Well, that's what Robin so Shana was using. I mean, why would it work? <laughs> right. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Shayna and Kimber take off to try and find something more appropriate to bust Robin out. Can we talk about how the guards in this castle are still dressed like they're from the Renaissance, even though they're inside the castle and not really yes. supposed to be part of the Renaissance fair? Yeah. But they could go outside for reasons... They're, they're all in. I'm and telling you, they're part know. of a doomsday cult. They believe. They believe. They are in the medieval era. Yeah. Well, Jim has to get away somehow from the guards, so she uses synergy to create a distraction, which is not entirely uncommon. But uh, she ends up creating some holographic horses to chase after the guards. Now, the group of guards that are chasing them run away, but there's another group of guards that show up and arrest them anyway. And, of course, lock them away. What was the point even of all that? Yeah, it was useless. Useless. I don't even understand what was happening. It's uh, it's confusing. It's like one group g runs away and then like suddenly there's like another... They cut. And then there's like another group of guards that like sees them. And so did they not see the horses? I don't understand. Why did it, and if they saw the horses, if they saw the stampede, why weren't they just as easily scared as this? Just throw this episode in the garbage. God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, because, oh man. I, I mean, just the fact that they split up because they're like, which way is the dungeon? I'm like, I'm going to guess down. I think that if you just keep yeah, it down, you might come across a dungeon. What is wrong with all of you? I just. I, mm, yeah, that's what Justin Justin was like. Like, which way did the dungeon? Justin's like, down. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, uh, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's keep going. I want to burn through this thing. Not literally. Uh, the ceremony's only an hour away. We see the guards raise the banners for Reggie's ascension to lordship. At a private dinner, Reggie advances on dance and tells her that now that he has locked up Robin... He only needs someone to share his power with. And this is, you're, you're allowed to puke at this part. Yeah. But, but, okay, but this guy. He puts, puts his hand on oh her. Oh, God. But here's the other thing, other than him putting his hand on her, which is not okay. Like, so it, you don't marry random commoner women from America if you're an actual lord. Well, you know, like, you just don't. But she's not random. She's dance. And 
she dances and he can do whatever he wants to do because he's a lord. I mean, I guess, but I, I'm just like, you, not long ago, you you lost your king because of some random American woman. I just kind of feel like... <laughs> Divorced. Random American woman. Right. Well, that's true. So dance isn't divorce. So I guess I, that makes it a little bit better. I'm just like, ah. I mean, hey, he's macking on dance. But I, I didn't believe that he would start talking about marriage. I just thought he was going to start talking about stripping her, except for it wouldn't be that because it's a <laughs> children's cartoon. But like, I'm just like, I just think that he would just be like, I just want to dance with you and hold your hand and maybe kiss your fair cheek or something. But he's like, marriage. I'm like, oh God, what is even happening? You met her like five seconds ago. What's happening? Yeah, that was a uh, super bizarro. Like, super bizarro. And don't they, doesn't anyone like don't they call that out in the episode like no this is not a thing that's gonna happen we just met well that's that's later that's way okay. later mm-hmm. and i have feelings about that too but we'll okay. get to it yeah it's it's very weird yeah i mean obviously it's a children's show you can't like show or insinuate sexy time things and so it like they take the leap to marriage and it's really weird Indeed. Dance challenges Reggie and asks what of the rumors that he's not the rightful heir to Carfax Castle. Reggie is taken aback by the question and demands to know who uttered such treasonous words. Broadbent interrupts the private dinner to inform Reggie that Jem and the holograms have taken Robin's side, reacquired money from the revenue collectors, and broken into the castle. Dance uses this moment to slip out of the room, and Reggie tells the guards to find her and lock her away with the rest of the band. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. And while, yeah, while running away, she runs into Jolly Jack and tells him what has happened. Broadbent, Broadbent warns Reggie that things are getting dangerous. Someone may discover their guest who's locked away in the catacombs. <laughs> Whatever could he mean? <laughs> if this person is discovered, it's the end for both of them. So here's what I think oh is God. is happen has happened. Uh, I forget the name of the gentleman who wrote this episode. I believe it was a gentleman, but I think that what happened was David Wise. David Wise. I think that David Wise was at home and he probably had to watch the kids, and so but he probably was like ah children. And so he put on, you know, a Disney movie and he settled all the kids in front of the Disney movie. And then he fell asleep because that Disney movie was Robin Hood, which while it is a wonderful movie when you're a kid, when you're an adult, you're just like, Foxes, whatever. And so he fell asleep. (laughs) He fell asleep while also clutching a copy of The Man in the Iron Mask, which he had been (laughs) reading until he was forced to deal with the children. And then he had a dream. And then he woke up and he wrote this episode. I'm incredibly impressed. Did you spend time uh, thinking about this? Well, what else was I supposed to think about while watching this episode? <laughs> Certainly not what's going on because that is guaranteed to give you an aneurysm. Like if you think too hard about this episode, this turns into a... Yeah, your brain explodes. Right, it turns into a Lewis Black joke about how like if it weren't for my horse. Like that's what happens if you think too hard about this. Yeah, I... This is... Be- this has been a message brought to you by Kate Tempest Brefford. <laughs> <at Canon. laughs> 
We need a little jingle. I want a little jingle every time you do like a little headcanon thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kept expecting Leonardo DiCaprio to come out of that, but I wasn't sure how the two things intersected. Like, how did this actually come to pass? And I think that Tempest has the insider knowledge that I was so desperately lacking. So I greatly appreciate you for, uh, for filling me in and answering that question for me because I was curious. It's what I'm here for. It's a service yeah. I provide. It's wonderful, and I applaud you. Thank you. Shayna and Kimber meet up with Kimber and... Wait, no, that's not right. Shayna and Aja. Let me edit that. Gummy berry juice. Gummy berry. <laughs> you know, while well, I'm, I'm just fixing this here, and maybe it's because... I don't hear dance talk, but her voice sounded different in this episode. Is it just because I'm not used to hearing her voice that often? Because I thought it was a different voice actress, but I don't know. I'm probably I'd wrong. need to watch episodes back to back to know. Yeah, well, I just she doesn't really sounded, have that much to say. It most sounded of the time. like her, but she was extra whiny. Like when she was like, I'll never have dinner with him. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? What's going on? Shayna and Aja meet up with Kimber and bring fireworks thinking they can somehow use them to break Robin out. <laughs> Jolly Jack shows up no. with dance and ends up breaking Robin out of jail. Okay, no, wait. With you, you, mm. we have to talk uh, about this. I, I know, this is this entire ridiculous scene. They're like fireworks? No. Like, a, stand aside. The fireworks were, were not even the most ridiculous thing about this scene. Although I was like, you're going to do what? We'll blow him out and yes, kill him. Once again, Rio is being the voice of reason. This is not normal. It's not okay. But then when Jolly Jack shows up and he's like, everybody step back. And then he breaks iron bars with a stick. And I don't care <laughs> how skilled he is with that little rod. Hey, those are old catacombs. Those bars are brittle. No. <laughs> I do not believe it. This is some nonsense. But it's not even the most nonsensical thing that's happened in this episode, nor is it the most nonsensical thing that will happen. But at, no. just at that moment when he busted that, that entire iron lock with just like his little staff, I was like, no. No. Sorry, but no. I, I don't know if those were iron. There's no way they could have been. I think they were made out of twigs, chewing gum, and spit. They didn't have chewing gum and spit in the Renaissance. Yeah, well, this is <laughs> modern times. And they just think they're in Renaissance times. They're nuts. Hmm. Uh, I lost my place. Jem tells Robin she and the rest of the holograms are ready to help. Jem asks Robin where the evidence in the castle is so they can expose Reggie as a fraud. Robin tells the holograms that he doesn't know, otherwise, uh, oh, oops. Robin tells the holograms that he doesn't know, other than he recalls a voice telling him as a child to look within the catacombs of the castle. I'm gonna beat this man Look up. within the castle, Robin. Everyone decides to head down to the catacombs. Oh my uh, God. This part makes sense only at the end of the episode, but this was really confusing. Like, he's hearing voices as a child. Like, what is going on? It doesn't even make sense at the end, quite honestly. I'm just... As at a child, the end. As a child, I heard a voice. What? No, you didn't. And also, why are you following voices? <laughs> like, as a child, I heard a voice. That means that you had some problems. <laughs> I just 
And then the fact that he's like, well, I don't know. And they don't immediately shove him back into that cage and lock him up because, no. Oh, my God. This, this episode. <laughs> Robin's hat is lined with tinfoil. I swear. He's afraid of people getting in his brain. Well, it can't be because they got in his brain and have caused all of this to yeah. happen to him. Right. It was post, post-braining aluminum foil. Well, cut to the catacombs. Finally, we get to see what they look like. The guards are sealing Reggie's prisoner up permanently, brick by brick. Mm. The holograms discover a room full of money, the money that was stolen from the public. But this isn't the proof they need to expose Reggie, according to Rio again. But again, the money stolen from the public is literally gold coins, swords. Gold and and like jewels? (laughs) Like what? What? Where did they get this? Yeah, like, is this Monopoly money? Like, I mean, oh my gosh! Like, yeah, the the money stolen from the good fake. people is like it's, it's all, all fake. gold coins and swords and jewels. And I'm like, I don't think so. Also, how? With, okay, chocolate covered doubloons. <laughs> Tell me the truth. When you saw the dude being bricked up, you really wanted to yell at the screen for the love of God, Montresor. <laughs> you know you did. Why didn't they just kill him? Because they know, I mean, they Reggie must have known. If we seal this guy permanently, he would he will die from starvation or somebody from a lack of okay, so, water. So when David Wise so, fell asleep, you know, while reading the Man in the Iron Mask, he also could have killed him. He his pillow was you know a copy of the complete works of Poe. That's why. That's why. Yeah. This is the only reason. It's like, you know, that joke in Austin Powers, like, why don't you just shoot him in the head when he's on the uh, on the shitter? It's like, no, I'm going to put him in an overly elaborate, e- easily escapable uh, situation and assume it all went according to plan. <laughs> That's what Reggie is doing. We'll seal him in brick by brick, one at a time, very slowly. It takes hours to do this so mm-hmm. we can give enough time to Jem to find them. Like, ugh. It's very considerate. It is very considerate. I will say though that the only the only redeeming thing about this episode is that it is so chock full of literary references. Because while I was watching the episode, I actually didn't think about the 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 whatever of Amontillado or however you say that. And I don't know how to pronounce it. But just now, it's like the what for the love of God, Montresor. It's a, I don't know. It's a it's a Poe story where um, okay. like some guy bricks up his enemy. Like, and, and the whole time, the guy who's being bricked up keeps calling out, for the love of God, Montresor, and it's called, like, yeah. the task of Amontillado or something like that. Yep. Mm. I just learned something. I had to read that in high school. Mm, I did not. The holograms discover... Oh, wait, we already did that. Discover the room of money. Um... There we go. We're almost done. At the ceremony, Reggie's speech is interrupted by fireworks. Suddenly, money rains down from the sky, and we see Robin, who tells the public that Reggie and Broadbent are the people responsible for stealing the money. Wait, don't they already know that? The castle guards are collecting it on their behalf. Yeah, they, they do already know that. I just... I don't understand what... That's... Dude. We know this. Anyways... Robin escapes the guards and we cut to Jim, who is still searching the catacombs. And she hears a faint voice coming from behind a brick wall. Upon closer inspection, she discovers the mortar is still wet and begins pulling the bricks out. She discovers the true heir to Carfax County and rescues him. Boy, I, I, I don't know about you two. I did not see this coming. 
Oh my God. <laughs> and also the man, the iron mask, but uh, yeah, well, this, these things happen. It, yeah. Well, we're, we're just about to wrap here at the ceremony. Jim reveals the prisoner was the true Lord, Lord Carfax himself. Wait, wait, the guards wait. feel you betrayed. You forgot about the Sorry, money raining down from the sky. I said that. Oh, okay. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> At the ceremony, Jem reveals the prisoner was the true Lord Carfax himself. The guards feel betrayed and arrest Reggie and Broadbent. Lord Carfax announces that Robin Goodfellow is actually his son. It's a twist. Which was taken oh my God. which was taken from him at a very young age. Okay. And Carfax announces that Robin Goodfellow will be the new lord to replace him. Uh, this is just ridiculous. Okay, yeah, from top to bottom, this is some bullpucky because like all they throw all of this stuff at the end of the episode. They do. It's and rushed and, yeah it's rushed and also it it makes no literal sense because okay so the story was that 20 years ago lord carfax died when when his young son was one years old okay because he's turning 21 20 years ago dude died so he was one years old when he died who was the person who was like yep that dude's dead doesn't didn't anybody know right. What Lord Carfax looked like? I mean, perhaps it is that this Broadbent dude paid some people off. But the other thing is, is that the, everybody in the English peerage, I believe in the British peerage, don't they know each other? Don't you? And at one years old, you can tell people apart. Just substituting like random one-year-old children for other one-year-old children. It's a lie. Stop trying to make sense of this. It's all a lie. <laughs> But like that, that is what this hinges on is that somebody declared this man dead without having seen a body. And then they were like, well, Lord Broadbent, I guess you can be in charge of Carfax County until this child turns 21. But who is this Broadbent dude? Does he have another seat? Yeah. Is he this guy's cousin? Right. Like, what is going on? And why did he think that he can get away with this? And again, why didn't he just kill that dude? Like, why did he actually kill it's, the Lord of... It's like M. Night Shyamalan could have wrote the oh ending to God, this episode. Right. Like, with this stupid twist. And seriously, it would not have been out of place at the end of this episode if, like, Jim and the Holograms discovered that they're all aliens and then they just ascend to the to space to that, go back home to their planets. Like, that would have made more it's sense. Just, it's true. Yeah. Well, we are at the very end, thankfully. Lord Robin Carfax asks Dance to be his lady Carfax, but Dance turns him down. She tells him she doesn't believe in whirlwind romances, Bull and he pucky. asks her for one final dance. Bullpucky. Bullpucky that she doesn't believe in whirlwind romances. She's had no? <laughs> at least one already. This episode. No, but I mean, like... I think she was being polite. She, what she, you know, the translation was, I, I don't date crazy people. <laughs> Okay, yes, it could be that. At the very least, not somebody who wears, you know, puffy pants. Well, yeah. But also, I mean, I guess it was because the way that she put, I don't believe in Roman romances. How about I don't marry men that I just met yesterday? How about that? Like, that's a perfectly legitimate, like, well, perhaps we can date. You're very kind. 
and you have a nice little beard thingy, but <laughs> I'm not going to marry you based on one and a half days worth of knowing things about stuff. Pillaging. Just, and pillaging. Yes. Uh, well, right after the dance, we get the final music video. So let's talk about this. It is again from the hologram. So three, we get no Misfits songs. In fact, the Misfits are totally absent from this episode. The last one is Flowers in My Hair. I kind of liked this. A, it's an okay song. The title's a, the title's a bit corny. I had the feeling when I was listening to this song with this episode that maybe that perhaps this song or like the words in this song are somehow based on something. I don't know why I got that feeling, but it was something to do with like the fact that they're like, there are flowers in my hair and this, and there are flowers in my hair and that. And if I was better versed in my poetry and, and you know, forms of poetry and whatever, there's probably like some specific calling to a form of poetry or a type of poem that's being done with this song just because the way that things get repeated is seems more specific and deliberate than just their usual lazy repeating things that they sometimes yeah. do and so it's yeah interesting. yeah i i agree um i i had the same thought like this is uh poetic and intentional in a way that I remember like I'm thinking back to high school English and things I don't really remember anymore but it kind of niggles that same part of my my brain too any other closing thoughts about this episode or do you want to get the hell out of here this episode makes no sense it's so weird You've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. I am here with Aline Sims, as always, who has a lovely podcast of her own, which you may have heard of. And if you're just tuning in now to the Gemcast for the first time, it is called Less Than or Equal. So if you are a fan of podcasts, if you like hearing interesting uh, chats with other cool, geeky people... Uh, you should go check out her podcast. It is at relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E, where you can find the entire back catalog, as well as iTunes and your podcast player of choice. And Aline is on Twitter, follower at A-L-E-E-N. And if you'd like to check out her blog, it is AlineMean.com. That's A-L-E-N-M-E-A-N.com. And of course, not to forget K Tempest Bradford. Bleh. And of course, not to forget K Tempest Bradford, a brilliant writer and person who does awesome, fun videos like that. Amazing gem earring unboxing thing that you did, I think, last year. Which, if you haven't seen, you should check out. It is on her YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. And you can find her on Twitter at Tiny Tempest. And her website, Kate Tempest Bradford, links to all of the things that she does, including all of her writing. If you'd like to show your support for this show and our podcast network as a whole, you can go to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio and become a regular donator. It is the single best way right now to support us. You can go to hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors and shop at Amazon. Through our affiliate links, there is no additional work needed on your part, except that you get 
to send us a couple of bucks for every purchase that you make on Amazon. So why not do that? We have links for Amazon UK, USA, and Canada, which should cover most of the people listening to this show. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to ensure you get every new episode each and every week. And if you are in iTunes, which I know is a bit of a pain for some people, uh, especially for those of you that listen on Android, but if you do have iTunes, please, please leave us a rating or comment or both. And if you do that, we will give you a personal shout out on a future episode of the show. And thank you to the last uh, couple of people that left reviews recently within the last month. You are awesome. It's true. You can follow the show on Twitter at Gem Podcast. And uh, if you'd like to check out some of the other shows here uh, at Hologram Radio on Twitter, we're everywhere on Facebook, Gem Podcast. Just do a search for that. Instagram, we're Hologram Radio Shows. And send us some feedback via email, the old-fashioned way to gemcast.hologramradio.org. And that goes to all three of us. Well, that's it for now. Until next week's train wreck, (laughs) show's over, Synergy.